Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Joining me right now. Great to catch up with him again after I've been off for a couple of weeks. He is uh, the best when it comes to covering the NBA series, XM NBA channel, Hoops Critic. You can get him at Hoops Critic on Twitter. Brian Geltziler joining me on the program. Geltz, great to talk to you, man. These strange times that we are living in, my friend. We certainly are. First of all, congratulations to you. Let's not let all this craziness slide through the fact that you got yourself hitched, my friend. So I am I very happy for you and your beautiful bride. And, uh, congratulations and uh, all the best to both of you. Oh, thank you so much, Geltz. I appreciate that. It was funny. We were uh, supposed to go to Italy for our honeymoon. We canceled just in the nick of time. And oh. then we, des- we decided to go to, uh, to uh, California to Napa and then La Jolla. And then our tent pole event at the very end of our honeymoon was going to be Lakers Rockets at Staples Center on Thursday night, and then Wednesday night happened. And uh, Wednesday night was a night like you know you've never seen in the NBA. I don't know if you've ever seen in any sport ever, and hopefully we never see again, Sean. I mean that was wow! Oh my God! Like you you watch those events roll out one right after the other, and you knew when you saw the Jazz players and the OKC players being you know summoned off the floor, mm-hmm. you knew something heavy was going to go down. And then the announcement breaks that Gobert is, you know, test positive for COVID-19. And then, you know, Adam Silver with as decisive action as I think you'll ever see. And he did not have a choice, but he didn't wait. He didn't stammer. It was done immediately. It was, it was suspended. What I was surprised about is he had games going on and the games got, got finished with people in the building. And then they really took that thing with the Sacramento New Orleans game right down to the end, you know, like it ended up being the Pelicans didn't want to step out on the floor and play because Courtney Kirkland had refed a Utah game two nights earlier. And that ended up being the right call to, to cancel that one as well. It's just, we're, we're living in times here where, you know, it's sports has always been a distraction. And now we're in a spot where sports could be what really hurts you. Sports could be, you know, Going to sporting events always was that thing that you did to get your mind off the harsh realities of the world. Well, you could become part of the story now going to a sporting event. Brian Geltziler joining me on the show. Geltz, let's stick with Gobert for a second. How much heat is he catching in NBA circles, and how much heat does he deserve to catch because of the way he reportedly was kind of very cavalier and jokey about the whole thing before he was diagnosed? Well, and yes, and we and there's that viral video of him touching everybody's microphone or recorder mm-hmm. coming out. And, and, and really what he meant to do there, ultimately, it was to show people that not that I want to give it to you, but I'm not afraid to catch it. And he was trying, he was making light of it. It was, uh, Sean, it was so immature. It really was. It was, yeah. it was, it, it exhibited a lack of understanding for what was really going on. Considering what was happening in his native country of France, it was, it, it just reeked of someone being out of touch. And, and from what I understood, he was doing some of that kind of jokey 
stuff with his teammates also. And then when he ends up being the first guy that gets it, the NBA's version of patient zero, yeah, he's, he's taking a lot of heat. Listen, understand something. That locker room isn't – they're not exactly holding hands and seeing Kumbaya before all this happened. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, you know, two weeks ago, Tony Jones of The Athletic, who covers the Jazz, wrote a piece – essentially about complaining from Mike Conley and Rudy Gobert about the ball sticking too much. When you're complaining on the Jazz about the ball sticking too much, you're complaining about one guy and one guy only. Donovan Mitchell. That's who you're complaining about. So everybody's, it wasn't the greatest locker room in the first place. Conley's presence, which was supposed to kind of bring things together there, he's been, and not intentionally because he's, he's not a guy that does this kind of stuff, but their commitment to him, their concern for the amount of money he made and having to use him in a role that maybe isn't best for the team based upon his salary has caused some resentment there. You get that with Mitchell's ball hogging. That combined with Gobert guys are looking at him side-eyed because he's not making the defensive effort he once did because he thinks he deserves more touches. So then you get all this stuff, and now this thing comes about, and Rudy Gobert makes for a pretty easy target for his teammates. With all that said, I met Rudy Gobert. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He, I can promise you he did not intend harm on anyone. I can promise you that the video we saw today of him apologizing the Instagram post he made is all very, very authentic, and and I feel for the guy. I really do because I, I was having he did something eminently immature, really, really stupid, and I think ultimately he's got to carry a whole lot of guilt and he's got to deal with this illness now. But I do think he's you know he's created some issues for himself and a little bit of for a mountain to climb when games do finally get started again. Geltz, we know that Donovan Mitchell was also diagnosed. He tested positive for coronavirus. Do we know that, I mean, you mentioned Gobert is patient zero, and he was the first one whose positive test was, was made public. Do we know that Mitchell, like, is it, is it, is it fair to say he caught it from Gobert? Do we know that? Do, like, what, what do we know about sort of the lineage of this thing? We have no idea. And yeah. we have no idea for this reason, okay? It's, listen, it, it very well could be the other way around. Now, Donovan Mitchell, keep one thing in mind. The Jazz played in New York the week before last. Mm-hmm. Um, they were on a long road trip. Donovan Mitchell's father is an executive with the New York Mets. Um, he lives in Westchester County. Right now, New Rochelle and Westchester has got more cases than any town in the country right now. And so th- they, you know, and Westchester is a, a place that's got a lot of cases up and down that whole county in New York. So there's really you really don't know. Now again, Mitchell's father, to my understanding, tested negative. That doesn't mean somebody didn't carry it to Donovan while he was visiting with family and friends when he was back here. Who knows? I mean, Donovan Mitchell's a New Yorker. So you really have no idea who got it from who. And that's what happens with community spread. You have no idea who's getting it from who. So we don't know that Mitchell necessarily got it from Gobert. But again, it becomes easy to make that assumption because of Gobert's reckless and juvenile behavior regarding it. And that's where the problem comes in he may have Mitchell may have given it to him we have no idea so so that, that's that's kind of the that's the whole confusing thing with all this and this is what makes this whole thing so scary is you get to a point and we're at that point where you can't even really trace it yeah Brian Geltziler joining me on CBS Sports Radio Geltz if we didn't have Mitchell and Gobert's I'll, I'll put them both I'll lump them both together because as you just very illustrated very well we don't know if they gave it to each other, you know, who gave it to who or where each got it from, whatever the case may be. If those two who were up until today the only two, to my knowledge, who had tested positive, we had no positive tests. Christian Wood or the Pistons. Right, right, up until today. Yeah, right. Yep, yep, I know he got added to the list. Um, If we had no positive diagnoses of any of those three, would they still be playing basketball right now? 
I, I, they may have finished Wednesday night, and they may have gone to no fans on Thursday or Friday, but by the weekend they would have had a shell. But I, yeah. I think it's it's so I no, I don't think we can be playing basketball or not. To answer your question, I don't. I think that they were going to have to shelve it sooner rather than later. Adam Silver was very decisive in doing it, but let's face it as well, and I give him credit. Don't get me wrong, because he didn't have to sit and meet with anybody and figure things out. And oh my God, what are we going to do? This was a decisive action that he made. But you get back into a corner when you got a player test positive, and ultimately your big thing with keeping fans out of the stands was to a protect fans from each other and b protect the players from fans and, and non-essential staff and keep your players healthy and be able to keep your sport on television for people. That was really what they wanted. The TV partners mm-hmm. have taken it on a shit this year. I mean, with, you look at the injuries between them. You know, they were all in on guys like Curry and Zion Williamson and missed tons of time there with them. They're still kind of reeling from LeBron moving to the West Coast and losing New York and Chicago in prime mm-hmm. time for LeBron James's games. And then when you realize this one star that did move back east, Kevin Durant, ends up missing the whole year with an injury, it's been hard for the TV partners. So the league wanted to do what they could do to keep these games on TV. But the second you get players endangered and players infected with all this all bets are off brian geltz tyler joining me on the show geltz uh adrian wojnarowski tweeted about an hour ago he cited the cdc recommendation of no events of 50 plus people for the next couple months and then talks about how executives are looking at executives and owners are looking at, at a possible best case of mid to late june um with no fans uh they're scouting arenas all the way through august are we going to get an nba champion this year I think so. Listen, I think I, I think there's going to be some things we see happen in our society over the course of the next two weeks that are going to be sobering and nerve-wracking, and I think we could have a nationwide lockdown for a couple of weeks. I think that's good because ultimately, if we want this thing, if we want cases to stop growing and start decreasing and this thing to start spreading less, and, and I don't think you know what we're doing right now regarding social distancing is a very good, honest effort, but there's just too many people out there that aren't eating it and, and, don't, and don't feel it. I mean, you see some of the crowds that are there and listen some of it's not people's fault at all i mean you saw what happened at o'hare airport last night with people trying to come in from overseas seven hours worth of lines people packed in like sardines i mean sharing pens to fill out paperwork to come in through immigration crazy stuff going on so so i think ultimately sometime over the course of the next week or two we're going to see a, a two to three week lockdown in this country everything's closed down pretty much but pharmacies hospitals and, and grocery stores and that's it and and so i think once you see that in case to start to decline, then I think we will get, I think sometime we're looking late June, early July, that I think we're going to be looking at a situation where they start the playoffs. And, and I think they're determined to do a playoff. You know, Woj did report today that they were scouting out uh, uh, sites to see what's going to be available and open in the month of August. Um, they're willing to move the season back next season and start it later. So they're willing to mess with the calendar that way, which is a very good sign. And ultimately, again, remember what I said about the TV partners. And even if the ratings are lesser because it's summertime we're in unprecedented times here it's going to cost it's going to cost for unprecedented stuff to happen and ultimately the players will still get their off season i don't know what happens with the olympics but i do think that finishing the nba season is going to be a whole lot more important than 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 putting a pro olympic team in the olympics assuming the olympics even happen at this point and if the olympics do happen what end that may happen with the nba is that the only players that go to the olympics are going to be guys that don't make the playoffs and you know what that would be okay too. So you could, but I do believe in my heart of hearts, as long as this thing doesn't run for six months, and I have a tough time believing that it does, then again, if you told me we would be here, I would <laughs> never 
said that we would be here. So, hey, so you, anything can happen. But I would think if you can ask me to kind of speculate a little bit, I would say that we will see probably sometime late June, early July, a, a regular playoff begin off of these standings that we see right now, which I think we're safe to assume are the final NBA standings for the season. Geltz, you, you, you and I have done conservatively probably a couple hundred conversations with each other. This was by far the strangest one just in terms of the content. Oh, my God. Yes, Stay, stay safe up there, my friend, and we will talk very, very soon. Shawnee, you do the same thing. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk soon, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.